We thank you for your word. We thank you for the way you have blessed this church um, with the leadership (coughs) and the resources. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the teaching of your word and that we can gather together and sit under the teaching of your word that we may know um, who you are, who we are, and uh, your will for us. Lord, please um, settle our hearts and minds this morning. Uh, Help us to forget the things um, that happened in the week and uh, to let go of our anxieties for the week ahead and to focus on your word, focus on worshiping you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the topic uh, this morning is giving with proper motives. Giving with proper motives. And... When we think about our giving and and having the right motive, the right heart attitude in our giving, um, probably one, I I think one passage would probably come to mind more than anything else. And um, what what passage would you guys think? The the Acts Acts 5, Ananias and Sapphira, the the two um, where Barnabas gives. Um, the, everybody's coming before the apostles, the, the um, infant church in Jerusalem, and, and people are, they're all one body, and they're gathering together, and they're, they're presenting their gifts to the church, and they're laying them down at the apostles' feet. And, uh, and so Barnabas has this idea, I have this land, I'm, I'm just going to sell it all, and, and I'll lay that, that money at the apostles' feet. And then Ananias and Sapphira, they, they cook up a plan, and they they say, wow, um, you know, they look at all the praise that Barnabas got, and then they say, you know, that, that, we, we, we have land. We can do the same thing, but their hearts weren't exactly pure, and yet they go ahead with the plan, and they, they, they sell it, and they, they keep back part of it, but they make it seem as if they, they, they did the same thing Barnabas did, and they lay down the the money at the apostles' feet and Peter, being full of the Holy Spirit, sees right through and sees at what's going on in their heart. And uh, you know the story; they're struck dead, and fear is cast upon the whole church. That um, we don't dare um, give our gifts or come to before the throne of God or come before and worship with a divided heart, with impure motives. Um, now, thankfully, God is not striking people dead today <laughs> because um, if we're all honest, um, I, don't, I don't think any of us has, has given, always given with pure motives. Um, but the problem is, is how, how do we evaluate our motives? Um, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is wicked and deceitful. Who can know it? Um, Paul told the Corinthians that he, he doesn't even judge himself because he, he's, not, he's not able to examine himself accurately, but he, he, he's not acquitted thereby. He said, he said we'll, we'll leave the judgment at the end when, when the Lord comes, and he'll, he'll judge. Um, but Jesus also says that, that you, can, you can judge a man by, by, the fruit. by the fruit. You judge a tree by the fruit that it bears, um, out of the mouth come what come what's what's in the heart. 
So, so we, can, we can judge according to our words, according to our actions, but we, know, we don't know for sure. So, so how, do we, how do we evaluate our motives for giving? How, how, do, you, how do we give with proper motives if, if we're not even sure? Sometimes we know, sometimes we, we, we know for sure, but, but sometimes we're, we're not sure. But we want to have pure motives, or, or, or we should. We should want to have pure motives. So in, in looking at this topic, um, there's, there's three aspects, three, three aspects that we, we can, we can kind of um, evaluate our motives, understand our motives, um, three aspects of, of giving with proper motives. First, evaluating our motives. How, how, how do we evaluate our motives? Um, second, correcting our motives. If our motives are wrong, how do we do that? How do we correct our motives? And then third, maintaining right motives. If we do have right motives and we're sure we have right motives, how do we maintain those right motives that are pure? So first, how do we evaluate our motives for giving? How how do we even know? Well, first off, um, are we even giving? (laughs) We can move in evaluating our heart. Um, We we don't know exactly the inside, but, but we can evaluate our heart, look at indicators of, of outward actions, words, um, objective. So we're, we're kind of moving from the objective, verifiable data about our behaviors to the, to the inward subjective um, feelings, emotions of the heart, our, our, our heart desires, right? Um, and number one, are, are we even giving? And if so, are we doing so consistently? It's been said it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's easier to steer a ship that's moving. You know, you, 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 can't, you can't make, if it's not even moving, you can't make course correction. It's hard. So are we giving? And do you know what your giving is? Are, are you tracking it? Um, do you know what you can give? Um, do you have a budget? And, and this is probably one of the greatest blessings of this whole campaign is that it's forcing all of us to take a hard look at our finances. <laughs> It's forcing all of us to become better stewards of God's resources. Um, when we start to look at our giving, can we? What are we giving? Are we giving consistently? Can we give more? Um, what can we cut? Um, am I being a good steward, or, or am I just giving um, out of my abundance? Is there no sort of um, sacrifice on my part? Um, do we have a philosophy of giving? And is it biblical? Um, you think of that term, philosophy of giving, and, and that's just your outlook on giving. You know, have you communicated that to your spouse or the people closest to you? Um, have you ever written it down? Um, do you talk about it? Um, or you're just like, eh, you know, church needs money. I'll give some money and whatever's in my pocket. You know, have you really thought through it? Um, how much you give and why you give a certain percentage. Um, do we know what a, a biblical philosophy of, of giving is? According to, to what's in Scripture, um, a, a lot of people in the evangelical world, they, they just kind of fall back on the tithing principle. And, and that's, not, that's not for us today. Um, now, Thankfully, in our church, we, we've been taught very well, and, and especially over the past few weeks, about giving. 
And so um, we're learning um, what a biblical philosophy of giving is, what, what God desires from us. Um, third, wh- what are our attitudes and actions of giving? Uh, how, do we, how do we actually give? Is our, is our giving premeditated and planned? Um, do, we, do we know what amount we're going to give every, every um, week, um, every month? Or, or if, there's, if there's special gifts, um, say, towards missionaries or, or some, like our building campaign, in, in addition to our, our general giving? Is our giving premeditated and planned? Or, or is it hasty and emotional? You know, the, the offering bag comes by and, you know, whatever's in my wallet, I just give. Um, it, it's, there's a story of, of Benjamin Franklin and, and George Whitfield, and Benjamin Franklin was, you know, he was an unbeliever, but he was raised in a, a Christian home, and George Whitfield threw out all his evangelical um, crusades and his, his preaching out in the open air. Um, Benjamin Franklin had this sort of uh, appeal. He, he had this curiosity of George Whitfield, and he'd always come. But then George Whitfield was such a great preacher that Benjamin Franklin would, would end up giving. He would end up, even though he didn't believe in, and, and he, he wasn't a believer, he would end up giving. And um, after a while, he decided to stop bringing money <laughs> to, so that he wouldn't give. And, and then he, he wrote that he realized that he... He didn't bring money, so he wouldn't give. But then by the end of the sermon, he, he, he always tends to ask his friend to loan him some money so that he can give. It's kind of, you know, here's an, an unbeliever. And now that's good. That, that's, that's good that somehow his conscience was pricked. But he was an unbeliever. But still, uh, I mean, some of us come to church and, and we, might, we might be like that. We, we, we might have that attitude and, and just, you know, whatever's in my pocket at the time, it's hasty. It's not premeditated. It's not planned. Um, are we practically prepared to give? Um, I, I, I just thought just a couple days ago, this hit me because Deb and I, um, I have in my journal six checks <laughs> because we have because we're serving all over the place, and, and we actually miss. We had wrote now the checks, prepared to give, but for some reason she's in the nursery, or I'm ushering, or teaching, or something, and we just miss the offering. And so we weren't we weren't fully prepared to give. We we had the intentions, we we budgeted, we wrote out the checks, but we didn't communicate with one another. Hey, are you going to be there and to give the offering, or am I going to give the offering, or? Or what? And so we failed. We, our hearts weren't fully prepared, and we weren't fully prepared to give. So actions. How are your actions? That, that, that's an indicator of your heart. And then our attitudes. Um, do we prepare our hearts to give as an act of worship? Or, or has our giving become routine and rote? Um, you know, it, if you are meticulous about your planning and your budgeting and stuff... Um, which is good, and we should all do that. Um, sometimes it can become rote, uh, and especially if, if you're doing online giving. Um, we used to do online giving. We stop. We, we do checks because I believe that the physical act of placing that check in the offering, um, is an, is, it, turn, it changes your heart. It's an act of worship, and we, we've even gone so far to, 
we, we've decided to, you know, write two checks. It's kind of weird, but, um, you know, if you're going to morning service and evening service, you know, so I'll give, I'll give one service and Deb will give the, the other service. Now, it, on face value, it might seem kind of silly. Okay, well, you're, you're just splitting it up, but, but we're actually both being able to participate in that act of worship, that physical, because as you, you know, as you make those actions, you know, your heart follows after a while. Um, so long as it doesn't become rote and routine, as long as you're, you're intentional about it. Um, our attitudes, are, are we concerned about what others around us are thinking as we give? Or if we don't give at a particular service? Um, you know, the offering bag comes by and, and we, we don't give. Are, are we, do we feel guilty or whatever? E- even if we gave in the morning or, or we're giving, you know, later in the evening, um, you know, where, where's our heart when the bag comes by? And sometimes if we haven't given, you know, maybe there should be some guilt. Um, and in the moment of giving, is there, in the moment as you're placing that offering in the bag, is there an attitude of pride um, if you give a good gift? Um, is there reluctance? Is there compulsion? Um, competitiveness? Um, anger or hatred towards others there's all sorts of emotions it, and i've felt all these emotions um at times and i've had to confess and repent um or in the moment of giving do we recognize the fruits of the spirit as we're placing our gift in the offering do we do we recognize a heart of love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control do we experience those fruits of the Spirit as we're um, presenting our offering? So, so we, those are ways we evaluate our offering. Are we giving? Do we have a philosophy of giving? Have we premeditated and planned it? Um, what are our attitudes and actions in, when we do give? And second, how, how do we correct our motives for giving? If our motives are wrong, we evaluate our motives. We... we um, see that our motives are wrong, how do, how do we correct that? Well, first, by practicing biblical repentance. Biblical repentance. This is a change of mind about sin. As a New Testament word, metanoia means a change of mind about what you're um, doing. The Old Testament word, um, shuv, means actually turning and doing an action. So uh, a biblical repentance is a change of mind that results in a change of behavior. Um, and this is, this is a large part of what we're doing in this campaign. Um, we're all being confronted in our giving. We're all being confronted in our, our self-sacrifice, in our self-denial. Um, it, it's a little bit more indirect. Um, it's not as personal. Um, when we get those commitment cards, it'll be a little bit more personal. <laughs> but, but we're being confronted um, to evaluate ourselves. And, and there's... Uh, Probably every person here, there's going to be um, repentance at some point, um, either in our attitudes or our actions. Um, and as we evaluate our giving, there's going to be other areas of our life that are going to be exposed. And this is a good thing. This is a great This whole campaign is such a great opportunity for spiritual growth. This is huge. Um, and 
thank God that the leadership here is always concerned about conforming us into the image of Christ. And, and this, is, this is one of those ways. But what is biblical repentance? It produces brokenness. It produces humility. And it, it, it leads to a confession of sin to the one offended, namely God. Um, it results in a change of behavior. Um, there is fruit. You think of Zacchaeus. I'll repay um, fourfold to anyone who I've offended, who, who I've taken money from. Um, it produces fruit. Second, um, we correct our motives for giving by practicing biblical obedience. The obedience which God desires, it, it, it's driven by a pure heart that's informed by a renewed mind and results in observable words and actions. Um, it's head, heart, and mind. Head, heart, and hands. Um, that's biblical obedience. Uh, true obedience is not hypocritical. Um, Jesus said, this, the, These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Um, yet, uh, Psalmist says, I delight to do your will, O God. Um, so there is an, there's an inward, there's an inward aspect of obedience, and then there's the outward aspect of obedience. Um, duty and delight. Um, but duty and delight are not at odds with one another. Another. If, we're, if we have the outward action of obedience, but the inward attitude is not there, what do we do? Do we stop the outward action? No. We, we continue. We, um, a, a lot of times we obey um, in our actions, in our words and actions, but our heart isn't there. Um, and in those instances, um, we don't stop the action. We don't stop the obedient words. We, we repent that our hearts are not there, but we continue the action. And, and there's, there's several times that in, in Christian lives that, that, you know, we don't feel like obeying, but we just got to do our duty. We just got to obey, and then our hearts, hearts will follow. Um, third, how do we correct our motives? By understanding and embracing the doctrine of sanctification. Um, sanctification. I understand that our, our giving is a large part of our sanctification, and it emanates out of a denial of self and self-sacrifice. Um, we don't just give to um, make sure the lights are on and, and the, the building can run and, and we can pay the staff. Um, that's, that's a big part of it, but um, we mainly give as an act of worship, to deny ourselves, to, to, um, to, to lay our resources, the, the resources that God has given us, um, down at the, the, at the feet of the leaders who, who he has appointed over us. Um, our giving is a means of dying to self and serving others. It, it, it's a means of putting off uh, worldliness and materialism. Our, our giving is... It's a means by which we can set our minds on things above and not on things which are on the earth. Um, the, the, the more we give, the, the more we can um, separate ourselves from this world. 
and say, you know, I, I, I'm not, you, you break that, that pull and that attraction from the world. And, and when we go out in the world, we, we see the ads, we see the billboards, we see um, the Internet ads, and, and the world is constantly bombarding us. Indulge yourself, indulge yourself. You deserve, um, you know, spend, um, enjoy. And, and the Bible says, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Um, give, serve one another. Um, and so our giving is a large part of our sanctification. And we, we need to understand the doctrine of our sanctification helps us in, in correcting our motives for giving. So we need to evaluate our motives for giving by our actions and our attitudes and our philosophy of giving. We correct our giving through... Um, practicing biblical repentance and obedience and embracing a doctrine of sanctification. And third, um, when we do that, if we, if we have uh, examined ourselves in, in light of the, the word of God and, and um, we're, we're walking in the light, we're, we're walking in obedience, we're honoring God with our giving, how do we maintain that? How, how do we keep from, um, from sliding off or falling into one ditch or the other? Um, legalism or licentiousness or, or, or levity? Um, how do we maintain right motives for giving? Well, well first, by um, fixing our eyes on Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith, as Hebrews 12, 1-2 says. Um, he is the initiator of our faith, the perfecter of our faith, the one who, whom we are being conformed is who is his image. As Philippians 2 says, have this mind uh, um, among you, as Christ Jesus, who, who did not consider um, equality God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, um, taking on the form of a servant, um, and became obedient even to the point of death, death on a cross, that, that we, um, we seek to be Christ-like in every manner, and we, we seek to sacrifice ourselves as he did. Um, dwell upon, obsess who Christ is, what he has done, what he has promised. Um, uh, he's promised that um, in the Sermon on the Mount, um, if, if God so clothes the, the grass of the field, um, how much more will he give you? Um, will he clothe you? He'll provide for all our means. He'll, he'll give us food, shelter, and clothing. That, that is his promise. Um, Jesus promised, I, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, another promise, uh, he said, said the, the psalmist says, I, I have never seen the righteous begging for bread. Um, he, he promised to provide for our earthly means, and, and he will do that. Um, second, we maintain right motives by setting our minds on things above and not on things below. We, we, don't, we don't focus on the things that, that pagans do. We, we focus on Christ and where our life is um, because we will one day be with him. And so... The, the things of this world should not have a strong hold on us. So um, if we're asked to give, we should be ready and cheerful to give. Um, third, we, we, we maintain right motives by make it in, making it our aim to be pleasing to him and to glorify him in all that we do. That, that, that's our goal in life, to, to just to be pleasing to him. And, and, and God loves a cheerful giver. So, in, in <clears throat> summary, how, how do we ensure that we are giving with proper motives? First, um, examine your hearts utilizing the, the 
quantifiable data of your resources and your behaviors, the the objective um, data of your actions, your attitudes, what what you can see, what you can uh, measure. Um, You look at your life and and you you examine your hearts against the things that you can measure in your behaviors, your actions, and and the objective standard of the Word of God. Um, That's how we examine our hearts. And then... um, Wherever it's applicable, um, you know, if we fail to meet the test of the Word of God, um, we repent and we believe and we obey. Um, That's the call of the gospel, to repent, believe, and obey. But that's also the call of um, the Christian life, to repent, to believe, and obey, and to continue. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Third, resolve to worship God through the faithful stewardship and giving of the resources he has entrusted to you. Resolve to worship him. That is what your giving is all about. It's all about worship. It's all about um, honoring him with the resources that he has given us. So um, there's some discussion questions we can look over um, as we break up into small groups about how we can... um, give with right motives. And so um, with that, let me pray, and then we'll break up into our discussion groups. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your provision. All things come from you, and you have provided for us. You've provided for us all in great abundance, and you've promised to provide for us. And um, you call us to deny ourselves, to take up our cross, to follow you, to not to be consumed with the things of the world or not to be um, enslaved to the things of the world or to live for the things of the world, but to live for you, to give, to be servants. And Lord, this giving of the resources that you have given us is, is one practical way that we, we can do that, that we can honor you. And you call us to give, and you call us to give with a cheerful heart, with a right heart that's set on worshiping you and honoring you. So, Lord, help us to do that and help us to evaluate our lives and and to um, examine ourselves to see um, whether or not we are giving with right motives and to um, repent um, where needed and to believe you and to trust you more and to obey you more. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.